Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we talk about Dynasty Sleepers and how to acquire them, and we get you ready for the Canton Fantasy Football Expo. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dinosaur Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, we got Nate, the Professor Christian. What's up, Nate? Hey, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. That's my new yeah. thing. I'm going to start going, hey, Mike, every time. It's going to be my signature thing from now on. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see what happens here. And also joined by Chef Nooney. What's up, Chef? Welcome back. What is going on? Back for another episode with the boys. We're we're in the prime spot, boys, for NFL football right now. People getting signed, running backs going on StreamYard and doing meetings with each other. I mean, this is primetime football. And, you know, I love Kirk Cousins a little bit more after watching Q, the quarterback show as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, people say there's not a lot going on, but we're gearing up for training camp. You know, us in the – fantasy industry we're getting ready for the kitten fantasy football expo tickets still available i believe that they sell them online up to the weekend of the expo so i think you know you only have till about august 10th to go ahead and get them you might be able to get in the door day of um i don't know honestly because i've always, i've only been there when we've had a booth so i've had my my entry but um if you have any questions about it you want to come and you're not sure been there a few times feel free to dm me if i don't dm you back right away Sorry, but I am busy. We'll DM you as soon as I can. And I will tell you all about Dynasty Sleepers that you need to worry about how you're getting them because these things are important. Let's get right into it. Nate, I love where your mind is at, by the way, with Thank this you. one. You know, and I think he's been maligned since he left the team that drafted him. I'm not going to give it away. But who is a sleeper? Why? How much? Yeah, we as a community, a lot of people are sleeping on Juju Smith-Schuster. And to be quite honest, Juju is not someone I would have thought I would be standing for. But here I am. Because he's currently yeah. wide receiver 48, DLF ADP. And the problem here is it just doesn't match up with his production. He is the wide receiver one on the New England Patriots, who didn't have an offensive coordinator last year. But despite that, Jacoby Myers still finished as the wide receiver 29 in fantasy points per game. I mean, so, you know, there is there's targets to be had there. There's receptions to be had there. There's there's production to be had there. And I think what the problem is with Juju and the perception of Juju is that when when he broke out with the Steelers, everyone kind of anointed him as the next best thing. We thought he was going to be a top wide receiver for years to come. You know, he was going to be, you know, in that top echelon, echelon. I don't know how to say that. How say that I believe name? it's echelon. Es- echelon. Yeah, es- echelon. Thank you. The oh. top echelon of wide receivers. He never got there. He disappointed everyone. We were all disappointed. And because of that, we're like, oh, well, Juju Smith-Schuster is the wide receiver one in New England. I don't want a piece of that. What? What? It doesn't make sense to me. He's wide receiver 48 right now. He's guaranteed production. So if you don't think of him as a top five wide receiver who's disappointed you and just as a really, you know, rather productive slot wide receiver, 
then he has a lot of value to you, a lot of appeal. You know, over using his career averages, here is Juju's career averages over a 17-game season, okay? 86 receptions, 1,030 yards, and six touchdowns. That would be good for 225 fantasy points, which would have been good enough for wide receiver 18 last year. And, you know, Brandon, Brandon Gabor, Deep Dive Fantasy, part of our Dynasty Rewind umbrella and, you know, great friend of the show. He has incredible productions. You can check out on um, Patreon. You know, you can check that on my Patreon and get our projections for this season. He has Juju Smith-Schuster projected for 230 fantasy points. So all we're asking for is basically just an average year for Juju. And that would be a top 24 wide receiver in fantasy football. So, you know, go after Juju. He's not that expensive right now. A late 2024 second pick. Honestly, might get it done. A mid-2024 second definitely should. Um, Rashi Rice in a third. Damian Harris in a third. You, yeah. you throw in kind of, you know, some depth pieces in a third-round pick. You might be able to pick up Juju Smith-Schuster if he's on a team that has wide receiver depth yeah. or a team that's looking to rebuild. I love this. I think part of it, too, might be, like you said, who wants the wide receiver one in New England? And there's there's a lot of Mac Jones hate out there. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Last year was a down year for him, was injured. Bailey Zappi came in, looked pretty good. But looking at the wide receivers that Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi had, and I don't want to hear the, whoa, why could Bailey Zappi do it? And Mac Jones couldn't. You know how it goes. The backup comes in. Nobody's ready for that. Yeah. Look at Brock Purdy as one example. But we're looking at these guys throwing the guys like Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton. Jacoby Myers, who's a very respectable wide receiver, but no longer there. Ty Montgomery, listed as wide receiver. They also had Jonu Smith on the roster. Nelson Aguilar, who's now a Raven. Devonta Parker, who is re-signed. And then we had Lil Jordan Humphrey as well, getting two <laughs> catches for 20 yards. So the wide receiver room, not that great. I expect bigger things from Mac Jones. I love Juju. I love the spot. Nate, I'm all in on this. Chev, what do you think? I'm all in as well. They actually have an offensive coordinator this year, and that should just be enough of the conversation, honestly, at that yes. point. Juju is a he's a well-known player. He's a good player. He's a guy that you know is going to have some antics on the social media, but he's going to be a guy that you can count on this upcoming year. I think he gets close to 1,000 yards, and he's probably going to go over that. So why not? Why receiver 48? You're f- trying to find guys that can beat that ADP, and I don't see how he doesn't, to be honest. Especially mm-hmm. Hopkins isn't there. He's not going to be going there. So, yep, helpful. Yeah, can't beat that. All right, so let's move on. And, Chev, who is it that is your sleeper for this season? Yeah, and Bob might get mad. I, I, I didn't follow all the little rules that he gave us this week, but I see him at wide receiver 85. He just came off his first fully healthy season. Paris Campbell makes the list for me. He's getting drafted at 218th on ADP right now. Wide receiver 85, like I said, but – you know, he showed some potential last year in a Colts offense that was a little bit crazy and just not as consistent as many people were hoping for with Matt Ryan being at QB. But he had 63 receptions, 623 yards, and three touchdowns. And, you know, all the reports that are coming out is that he is having a good camps uh, before training camp even started. So I expect him to kind of cement a spot in that offense where there's not a lot of wide receivers that are cemented already we have a bunch of older players coming back but they all stay they're all struggling to stay healthy you know zach might get mad saying isaiah hodgins is a better pick here which it could be 
But I think Paris Campbell has a lot of versatility that he can use in that offense. And, you know, probably one of the best things he's back or he's with Brian Dable now, who is an offensive genius. He puts his players in good positions. And we have Saquon coming back, which is going to open up him as well. So I'm excited for Paris Campbell this upcoming year, especially getting him at wide receiver 85. I think his value is well worth it at this point. I don't see him finishing outside of that. I think I could see him finishing in as a wide receiver 50, somewhere below that. But I I, I think he's worth the risk at this point. You're not going to find many better players down at this level where you can maybe throw them into your lineup if you have an injury or if somebody's on a bye week. I think he could be one of those players just because his versatility and what he can do in that offense. We just have to have him stay healthy one more season. Uh, because he struggled with that, but 17 games this last year, and he's going for a third or fourth round pick. I'm honestly surprised that's what the value is at this point. I would figure it'd be a little bit cheaper just because I feel like nobody even remembers this guy anymore. Curtis Samuel is another guy too, where I feel like yeah. nobody has said that guy's name in Mike months. Mike does. In months. I do. Look, Curtis, guys, look, I, I agree. I agree overall. There's two minor things I disagree with. And one is I think he could finish better than wide receiver 50. I did see um, that, you know, Paris Campbell could lead the New York Giants in, you know, targets and receptions and all that good stuff. Hey, without looking, do you know who the leading wide receiver was for the New York Giants last year? I don't know. Richie James. Richie James. Close. It was actually Darius Slayton leading the way with 724 yards. So who's it going to be? Is it going to be Slayton? Is it going to be Hodgins? Sterling Shepard? Is it going to be Robinson? It's not going to be Kenny Galladay. I can tell you that. (laughs) But there's a really good possibility that Paris Campbell, who's missed a ton of time in his career. Here's everything Paris Campbell has missed games for in his career. An abdominal strain, a hand fracture, a foot fracture. MCL and PCL sprains, an abdominal strain, and a foot fracture. You almost need a whole episode just for him to talk about his injuries. I tried to get through it as fast as I could because (laughs) of that. But, you know, look, he's missed a lot of time. People are out on him because of that. Somebody has to step up for Daniel Jones. Why not Paris Campbell? You could probably almost get him as a throw-in in the trade. There was something yeah. else I disagreed with you on, Chev, a little bit. I talked so much that I forgot what it was. <laughs> Nate, what is your thoughts on Paris Campbell here? Yeah, I like the Paris Campbell value right now. You know, I think he, you know, I'm I'm so-so on the talent of Paris Campbell. You know, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of him, mm-hmm. but he has a great opportunity. He stayed healthy all of last year. I think that's just a really big thing to see him be healthy for an entire season. For sure. You know, odds are he's not going to be healthy for another season, but if he – if he can maintain that health, which he just did. So I, I should be saying he, sh- he can do it again. If he does, there's a great opportunity for him to lead the team in targets, in receptions, and therefore I, you know, smash this value as wide receiver 85 right now in startups. Um, so I think he's great as a throw in, you know, maybe a fourth round you throw around and you pick up Paris Campbell on a team that, you know, you just, you just want to have some more wide receiver depth. Sure. Love it. Yeah. And if he gives you what he gave you last year for a fourth round pick. Uh, yeah, you'll take it. You're not going to complain about that at all. So let's move on to my first player. Hey, look, I think he, and yeah, he's already had good seasons in the past, but he's a sleeper. He's being slept on David Montgomery from the Detroit Lions. So uh, his ADP is 116. He's running back 33. The disrespect is real. Look, we're going to assume that the Detroit Lions deploy a similar split this year with Montgomery and Gibbs that they did last year with Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Check out what these guys did together last year. 361 carries for 1,608 yards and 22 touchdowns. 17 of those by Jamal Williams, by the way. 
Not saying Dave Montgomery is going to do that. 60 catches for 462 yards and three touchdowns. It is important to know that DeAndre Swift did miss three games with an ankle sprain. So I don't think Montgomery is going to have the 17 TDs that Jamal Williams did, but he could definitely improve on his 22 season on the ground, which was 16 games played, 201 carries, 801 yards and five touchdowns. Hey, look, he's also a much better receiving back than people let on for. If he sucks at it, he wouldn't have had 34 catches for 316 yards and one touchdown. It's that simple. Look, Gibbs is still going to be plenty relevant, too. They drafted him in the first round for a reason. I think he's their PPR guy to to start. Chev, I'm going to insult your team here a little bit. I'm sorry. The Lions currently have more weapons all around than the Bears do, at least proven weapons, we could say. And they do have a more established quarterback right now, although I am high on Justin Fields. I think he could finish as a top-end running back, too, for your team. There's going to be some running backs that don't finish as high this year as last year. Like, for example, Aaron Jones was running back nine. Running back 11 was Dalvin Cook, still without a team. Running back 12 was Leonard Fournette. Running back 13 was Jamal Williams. I don't think he does that again in New Orleans. And I was going to say, and who knows what happens with Saquon. Today, he signed a tender, and Josh Jacobs, look, we still don't know what's going to happen. Last I saw, he has left Las Vegas, so be prepared for the worst there. David Montgomery finished as running back 24 and 22. I think he could do better than that this year for sure. So his cost currently is value lining up with that of a 24 second. I feel like you might need two seconds to get it done, possibly. If I could push that out to a 25 first, if it has to be a first, and I could push it out two years. I would do that. But uh, just the value also lines up with moving players like Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, and Elijah Moore. Nate Chev, agree, disagree? I'm I'm not so hot on David Montgomery. I think Jameer Gibbs... Here it comes. It's it's not too much of a disagreement either because I think David Montgomery is going to get a good portion of the workload there. Mm. And so I think he's going to have top 30... Uh, running back production I think probably a similar like RB24 you know if he gets those touchdowns maybe a little bit higher maybe he gets in that top 20 so I think the value is there I don't think he's a guy I'm actively going after a ton but I think the value is there where he's going to give you probably top 30 production over the next two seasons and at the running back position that is valuable that is valuable so for what you can get him for right now I don't dislike this as you know getting your rb3 rb4 in your team david montgomery is a pretty solid one to get um not a guy i'm in love with but i like the value yeah jeff yeah i think it's definitely more of a competitor take like you have a competitive team you're going to get david montgomery and you're feeling okay about it because it's gonna be a later second i think he's closer to back-end RB2 than anything. I don't mm-hmm. see him being really close to RB1 this year. I think Jameer Gibbs, he's a stud muffin. He's a guy that can catch passes out of the backfield. And he's a guy that, you know, his rushing isn't talked about enough, in my opinion. I think he's actually really good at rushing the football. Yeah. And I think we'll see that a lot this upcoming year. I think he's just really – he's real sneaky with his rushing. And we all know the the passing ups are the receiving upside is going to be the key to him. But I, I expect him to have a good year. I think they're going to want, the, want to use their new fresh toy – a good amount this year. Yeah. And I love, you know, we, we just talked about startups mm-hmm. the last pod. I love that ADP of 116. Yeah. That could really pay some dividends. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, let's take a brief moment. Hear a word from our sponsor. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. 
Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, welcome back, everybody. And Nate, let's kick it to you next or again, however you want to say it. Who is a sleeper for you when he is not fighting Porkman? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right now, I love Antonio Gibson as kind of a depth piece at the running back position and, you know, a, a guy I feel comfortable throwing into my flex. You know, just having that running back depth of Antonio Gibson right now, you know, lots of production coming with Antonio Gibson. Brian Robinson's there, but Brian Robinson is not a threat to Antonio Gibson because they're used in different ways. You know, Brian Robinson was eating carries last year. Antonio Gibson used more in the receiving game, and that's what we'd like. If you're playing in a PPR league, that's where a lot of value for your running back depth comes from is the receiving game. And Antonio Gibson really fits just this, this mold of someone you can draft a little bit later in your startup drafts. You can trade for him uh, a little bit cheaper than other running backs, but you're going to have consistent receiving production. And if you play in a PPR league or, you know, even per first down kind of league, Antonio Gibson is going to be valuable. So RB 28 last year, and uh, that was a down year for Antonio Gibson. So it gave us top 30 production at the running back position two years prior, 17 and 16. So top 20 production, the two years prior to that, he had his worst year RB 28. He's been nothing but productive for fantasy football since he has come into the league. Um, he has been, you know, I was not high on Antonio Gibson coming into the league. I liked him at the wide receiver position. And maybe that was indicative of why he's become, you know, kind of moved into that receiving hole, uh, receiving role uh, rather than being the guy that gets the carries. So, uh, you know, but that's where the value is. That's where the value is. Brian Robinson gets his carries, like I said, but the commanders had the fourth most run plays in the entire NFL last year. So Antonio Gibson's still bound to get about 150 carries. He's going to, you know, probably easily surpass 50 receptions, probably get over 60 receptions on the year, you know, with a little bit of touchdown luck, Antonio Gibson's once again set up for a top 20 season. Even without the touchdown luck, I think he could probably finish around the RB 20 uh, with some touchdown luck. Like I said, maybe getting into that top 20 and where you can get him right now, what you can get him for right now. He's a great value. Um, he averaged 10 carries a game last year and four receptions. So 14 touches and four of those being receptions per game. I'll take that, especially as a depth piece, as a flex piece. You can get him right now. Um, you know, I, I love this trade. I texted Bob a picture of this trade the other day when I came up with it. <laughs> because you, right now, you can trade Damian Pierce for Pat Frymuth and Antonio Gibson. And I just love this trade because I think you're getting relatively similar production at the running back. Mm -hmm. And I think you're getting a similar longevity as well because I'm not a huge fan of Damian Pierce's dynasty value. And you're picking a Pat Frymuth. I'm, gosh, I'll take Pat Frymuth in just about any league. So I love this trade, you know, going after something like that. Um, you know, a different kind of trade for Antonio Gibson. You know, a 24 third in Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Nico Collins, Alec Pierce, one of those guys throw a third with them. Make that deal for Antonio Gibson. Um, a late second, uh, you know, you can get that deal done if you need the RB depth. I just I just like Antonio Gibson. He's guaranteed touches. He's guaranteed production. We love the receiving work from the running back position. He's just set up for success. It's it's pretty straightforward this year. Mm -hmm. Jeff? 
Yeah, and I mean, you get Eric Bieniemy now as your OC. So, I mean, yeah. if he can carve out somewhat of a Jarek McKinnon role in that offense, that'd be pretty sweet. I, I, I do like where his value is at at this point. You know, as long as he's not shooting his running back teammates anymore, I think we should be all right. You know, if you look at it with Eric Bieniemy coming in, and I'm not saying that the commanders are going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Not saying that. But let's just look at some stats. If we have a Pacheco role, which would be Brian Robinson, the lead running back, quote-unquote, and if we combine Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jarek McKinnon, what they did, let's say Brian Robinson plays the Pacheco role. It's 830 yards on the ground and five touchdowns, 130 yards through the air and no touchdowns. I think that's fair for Brian Robinson, right? Yeah, maybe a couple extra touchdowns. Now, if we're combining the um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jarek McKinnon role, we're going to have about 593 yards on the ground and four touchdowns, 73 catches for 663 yards and 12 touchdowns. Oh yeah. Now let's take a little bit off the top of both players for substituting Sam Howell in for Patrick Mahomes out. But after, you know, after these two guys, after Brian Robinson, we have Chris Rodriguez, Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson, which we got some really unproven guys. So I'm all in on this. I think it's great. I think the value is fantastic. That being said, if I could get Brian Robinson in a throw in in a trade or super late in a startup, I'm going to be fine with that too. He's going to be really great depth for you. So, uh, yeah. Nate, love where your head is at. Uh, Antonio Gibson actually on his way to New Jersey to punch Porkman in the face right now. Oh, oh um, crap. Breaking Jeff, news. What, uh, what is your next guy here? And it's a guy I talked about a lot when we were doing rookie rankings and whatnot, but I feel like wide receiver 56 is just too low for him, especially with what that team looks like right now. And it's Josh Downs from the Indianapolis Colts. He's a versatile wide receiver that can make plays all over the field. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's a guy that plays bigger than his height and his size would show. And he's got good route running. And I think he lands in a situation that, you know, they have a bunch of big X receivers, but they're missing Mm -hmm. that smaller slot receiver that, you know, can kind of be a safety blanket to a, a new younger QB with a big arm. I think that route running plays into a, a good role for him. Only real player there that he has to kind of beat out is Isaiah McKenzie. And I think his skill set can do so. I think he has the athleticism. I think he has everything it takes to be a good slot receiver in the NFL. The size is really the only question at this point. You know, he kind of reminds me of a guy that we love on this podcast, Jahan Dotson. Last year, he was wide receiver 52. Uh, in July 2022, which is last year, obviously, you know, a smaller wide receiver, you know, Downs is a little bit smaller than him, but they both play bigger than their size. And I kind of see them kind of being similar. They're not too far off. Wide receiver 56 and wide receiver 52. I think Josh Downs can do what Dotson did last year and go up and get higher in ADP this upcoming year. I think he's a guy that can, make plays. He's going to be a guy that people are going to want once they realize what they have in him. You know, he's playing with the QBs. You got Gardner Minshew. You have Anthony Richardson, two guys that kind of love to air it out and just have their big arm show off a little bit. I think that route running is going to be very key for him. Be a, be a guy that they can just throw out there. He's going to be a guy that can make plays. And he's going to be a guy that has a little bit of yak in his game as well. And I think his ball tracking is going to play key with those QBs. And I, I just see his ADP dropping. I mean, he started off in February as the 124th pick in a startup draft. Now he is 150th pick. So 
I think 124 is probably a little bit closer where I like him at. So at 150, I'm even more excited to snag him up. You can trade Hyatt and a third, get him for a second round pick. I've even seen people trading a third for him at this point. And mm-hmm. you can trade Cortland Sutton for downs in the third. Those are all players that I like to trade away for him. Sutton's a guy that is interesting, but not really sure exactly what his role is going to be in that offense. He just hasn't produced. It's what we all expected him to do. And I'd much rather have, you know, a slot wide receiver that could be a target hog in the middle of the field than a guy that's just making big plays down the field. So I'm going out and getting Josh Downs everywhere. I like it. We're going to hate on my man Isaiah McKenzie coming off a career year of 423 receiving yards in Buffalo. Oh, hey, man. That's pretty huge. But Josh Downs is coming for his, coming for his neck. You know, I think I, I like the I like where your head's at. I don't know how much of a sleeper. I mean, it's possible. It's just I have a lot of question marks about the fantasy relevance of the Indianapolis Colts this year outside of Jonathan Taylor, who has been put on the pup. Hopefully he's okay for the start of the season. Jonathan Taylor. Finally, have some Jonathan Taylor sta- shares. You get hurt. Pup, pup should not worry us at this point. Pup is no. not the thing that we're going to be worried about at this point, I think. I think we the have only, to just chill, sure. our, chill our roles on this. We're worried about the puppy over an underdog. That's exactly. what we're worried about. Yeah, promo code rewind for 100% match on your first positive right. $100. Michelle, I'm an expert at worrying, okay? So I'm going to just worry my pretty little head off. But I love it. If I can get Josh Downs for those values, especially that Cortland Sutton trade, mm-hmm. sign me up because we all know that the best wide receiver in Denver is Marvin Mims. But uh, Nate... What do you got here? What are you thinking? You love yeah, Marvin I, Mims too. I don't want to. I, I love Marvin Mims. I love Josh Downs. I love these guys on my dynasty rosters. I don't think that Josh Downs has a ton of fantasy upside this year. I think he's going to show enough to flash and uh, continue to you know uh, be at a good ADP next year as well. So I think it's worth going out and acquiring him now because I think he's a good value. I think the value holds and gets better as we move forward into his next season. Um, so go acquire him now. I'm all down for it. I don't think I'm going to be able to rely on him as a you know starting player this year, but I love the talent. I like the situation long-term, just maybe not this year. All right, so let's move on. Last one, that would be me. Time to get on the Sky Moore wagon. Wide receiver, Kansas City Chiefs. His ADP is 137. He's wide receiver 53. So you got to buy him before that third-year breakout, but I think he's going to have a much better season this year than last year. He's now the starting slot wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. His biggest competition for targets, which were Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman, they're gone both to the Jets and the Patriots, respectively. So last year, those two guys combined for 103 targets, 1,230 yards, and seven touchdowns. Now, I'm not going to say that Skymore is going to slot in and just get that exactly, but I think we're going to see an uptick in targets, catches, yards, touchdowns, all that good stuff. And yes, we saw Canarius Tony set for a career year. Look, a career year for Canarius Tony is six games and 400 yards. Okay? I mean, he could end up as a wide receiver four or five. He's already hurt, by the way. He got his knee scoped or cleaned out or whatever. Marquez Valdez, Scantling return. Look, he posted 42 catches for 687 yards and two touchdowns. I think Sky Moore could do that or better. He finished as the wide receiver 121 last year. There's nowhere to go but up. Technically, sure. he could go down, but we're we're not thinking he's going to. Last year, 22 catches, 250 yards, no touchdowns, three rushes for 24 yards, no touchdowns. By the way, Patrick Mahomes has a chance to be the all-time leading passer 
in Kansas City Chiefs history. This season, he needs like 4,000 some yards. He threw for over 5,000 last year. So it is definitely possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, as a starter, the least amount of games he's won in a year is 11. It's, it's in insanity. So his value just lining up is that of a 24th third currently on DLF. I don't think that gets it done. I got a few shares of Sky Moore this offseason. It took a, at the time, 23 second round pick. This was pre-draft. So, you know, say, hey, a 24 second gets it done. You could also move on from wide receivers like Van Jefferson, Tyquan Thornton. You would also have to give plus assets on top of those guys to get Sky Moore or a guy like Rondale Moore, Tyler Boyd and Jacoby Myers. They're also valued similarly. If you want to move off of an aging player and quote unquote upgrade to a younger player in Sky Moore, it's going to be paired up with Patrick Mahomes for at least three more seasons. So Nate Chev, do you guys agree or disagree? So I've never been a huge Sky Moore fan either. I mean, I actually, I liked him coming out of the draft, actually, mm-hmm. or yeah. coming into the draft. Coming into the draft, I liked Sky Moore as a sleeper. And then he got the Kansas City Chiefs treatment. I uh, did not like him at his value last year. Uh, when he was you know, making his way into the back half of the first round, I was way out. Um, and then when he kind of settled into this early second, I was still pretty out on Sky Moore. But at this point, I think his value has come down to a point where I feel more comfortable taking a risk on him. All the signs are positive coming out of Kansas City Chiefs camp so far. Andy Reid's talking him up. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, talked about how he thinks Sky is going to replace his his production pretty well, fill his shoes. I think there's enough smoke out there that I feel comfortable taking the shot on Sky more at this value. I'm, I'm totally down with it. So yeah. I, I've been I've been converted to Sky Moore fandom <laughs> of some sort, slightly. And by the way. I'm not going crazy on the Justin Ross. No. Hype here. As much like, as I love Justin Ross now. Yeah, like I they're saying he's running with the ones, but wasn't that the day after Kadarius Tony got hurt? It they was like the same, yeah. They play the same position. So somebody has to run or you know, run in practice. That's how it works. Like I don't know if you guys know this if you've never played football. If somebody gets hurt, someone else comes in. Well, look at their wide receiver room. Everyone there gets to run with the ones because someone's got to prove themselves. Yep. Yeah. I mean, aside from Sky Moore, it's Canaries, Tony, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice, Richie James, Cornell Powell. They're Justin all running Ross. with the ones, except for Cornell Powell. Stop. You stop it. Emir Smith, Marset, John Ross, and Jerry and Ely is now a wide receiver as well. And fifth on the depth chart at running back and number one in our hearts. Michael P. Ryan. He has been paced by Daenerys Prince, who I talked about in the Patreon episode. Chef, do you agree or disagree with my Sky Moore take? Yeah, I think you give a shot out there. I'm more willing to give a third than a second, I think, at this point, because I just don't know who's going to come out as the top dog there. I mean, he's a smaller wide receiver as well. Kind of a disadvantage at this point. I mean, I just talked about a guy that's a smaller wide receiver, so can't really say it's a problem, but <laughs> They don't have Travis Kelsey on their team either. So that's that's huge. He's going to get a lot of targets. I think Marquez Valdez-Scanley is a guy that's just a deep threat at this point. He's a guy that can run quick and get down the field and be that guy for Patrick Mahomes. We'll see what happens. I think he's worth going after for a third. I think you can get away with going with a late second. But Sky Moore has opportunity. I mean, he has the chance to go and do something. It's better to get those guys now than later. I mean, if you were drafting them in the first, I think it's going to be really hard to give up a third for them. So I think that's where the difficulty comes in because you paid such a hefty price just to get them. Yeah. 
now people are like, oh, crap. <laughs> now I got to train for a third. No way. I'm just going to hang on and hope it works out, which mm-hmm. that's what you should be doing, honestly, if you have Sky Moore. For the record, Josh Downs and Sky Moore are the same height. Yeah, I figured so. Pretty close. I think nice. what they should do is uh, go to a game together, and they could do that but not bet on it because the season <laughs> is getting closer and it's time to start planning these game day trips to support their favorite team. Hey, where can you find the best ticket prices for sporting events? Do you know, guys? Seek. SeatGeek, that's right. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best prices available between creating your account, finding your event, picking out your seats, and making your purchase. It takes only minutes. And when you use promo code DYNASTYREWIND, you will save $20 on your first SeatGeek purchase. Sign up today and enjoy your event tomorrow. Link is in the description. And thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out with us. Just want to remind you again, Underdog Fantasy, play some best ball with their very own Dan Rozier. Promo code rewind, all one word, all caps. 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. You could also subscribe, get our bonus pods only on Spotify. You could join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. We got three different tiers. Go ahead, check it out. Payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. If you want a startup guide, if you want a rookie draft guide, if you want to get your roster reviewed, anything you want, baby, we got it. So until next time, for Chef, for Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening. Thank you.